You're now entering a restricted zone. Welcome to Area 52. Welcome once again to Area 52. I'm your host, Marcus, joined with me as always by Danny. We're right over here. Eric. I'm here too. And tonight, actually sitting in with us, I don't know if he'll say much. I don't know what he'll do. He might pop in. You might hear a fourth voice once in a while if you do. Uh, that is our producer, Sasha. It's not a ghost. Uh, Sasha is uh, a producer of many podcasts here on the Airhole Media Network. Uh, one of the biggest compliments we've received, and by the way, thank you to anybody who listens to this podcast. Thank you to anybody who takes time to comment online uh, on the posts and uh, mention that you like it. Thank you. It's very nice of you. Uh, but one of the biggest compliments we've received is that um, how good it sounds, how good this podcast sounds. And uh, that is because of this man sitting here with us, Sasha, who is uh, just an awesome, awesome dude who I've, I've talked about uh, before because he's done so much for other podcasts and other uh, talent here in Salt Lake, um, supporting interesting ideas, not just, uh, uh, you know, it's just, it's just cool. It's a cool network to be part of. Um, so thank you, Sasha. Thanks for sitting in with us tonight. And uh, please, at any time, if you have something to add, say something. If, if you see something, say something. I certainly will. Thank you for the kind words, sir. I don't know if that mic's even on. Yeah, I, don't I don't know if it is on. <clears throat> Hold on, we're That's not ignoring you, Sasha. I'm trying to turn it on over here. Here we go. We just ended a whole thing about how great the podcast sounds, and then the mic didn't <laughs> well, work. Well, here's the thing. Here's that the was thing actually about Marcus's fault. I don't know, I don't know what Sasha's. I'm doing. I'm over here sitting here looking at this board. That's right. That is that the I greatest plug Sasha's I've ever <laughs> seen, and I'm that clipping that for reason. all your radio. <laughs> you want something done right. <laughs> Do it. Here. Don't Damn ever compliment so. me, sir. <laughs> it will uh, fail. <laughs> but no, I, this is, it's, really, it's really cool. So uh, thank you. Um, last time, previously on Area 52, we talked... Previously on Area 52. <laughs> I like that. We're going to use that. <laughs> previously on Area 52, we spoke about uh, everybody's favorite North American, possibly mythological wood ape, Sasquatch. Um, I think we made some really interesting points. Um, I love that podcast. It was fun. It was a good. Uh, it was a good time. Yeah. And uh, and I, I liked I liked talking about what we talked about. But what was really interesting to me is that, and I think this is the you know, all of the things that we've talked about um, from, and all of the things that we can talk about at the end of the day can all be boiled down to: is there a conspiracy surrounding it? Is there a con conspiracy surrounding Bigfoot? Do people know about it? Uh, are people hiding it? Uh, does the army, is he uh, the aware, are they bandaging up Sasquatch's intents and ha you, and taking him around <laughs> and having him call his friends? You know what I mean? Like these stories exist. So you kind of go, okay, well, is there this giant cover up? Is everything a cover up, right? Is everything a lie? And it's interesting because when you start doing research for this podcast, and and we can attest to this even last night. You just you watch one thing, 
And then it says, well, hey, if you like that. And eight hours later. Yeah, right. <laughs> if you like that, here's yep. another thing. And you yeah. just keep pulling. You just keep pulling. You go, whatever the analogy, farther down the rabbit hole, uh, you'd swallow the pill, whatever because, it is. I mean, you can honestly liken everything unto another. It's it's all. The, everything it's all, kind of links the same. You kind of go, well, if the government is hiding UFOs, maybe they are hiding Bigfoot. Maybe they are. Right. If they, they know about they, aliens or they know about other beasts, yeah. do they know about this or do they know? know you know and and it's not always just it's not always got to be like a monster either you know there's all these stories there's a thousand stories that the government is hiding from us the government never went to the moon uh the government is hiding the fact that there's this 10th planet planet x what is it nibiru is what they call it that is uh, on this weird elliptical uh orbit and that the scientists have shown that extinction events happen once every certain amount of millions of years and they think it's because this planet comes by and it gets so close to earth that it reverses our poles and it causes all these crazy weather events and scientists are saying well that's why everything's going crazy it's not global warming it's because this planet is coming and they're not telling us so is this is this a conspiracy uh you know are they hiding um you know monsters if so for what benefit is it for their benefit is it for our benefit you know it's it's an interesting thing I, uh, well, I don't know why I always like start a sentence and I'm like, well, should I say this? Because I don't care. What does someone do? Write me a letter. Um, Not in these days. I think that <laughs> if there are things. A strongly that, worded tweet. Yeah, yeah. And if you do get a letter, Eric, you just almost have to applaud these people for the effort. Yeah. yeah. Wow, handwritten. Look at this. Calligraphy yeah. and everything. It's 180 um, characters. They went they an extra mile. Um, it, I, I, I actually wholeheartedly support the idea of keeping most things a secret because I believe that the general public as a whole is really dumb. Like there, you look at things that people say on Facebook or the things that people will like, like here's a great example. Okay. This girl posted a picture of an elephant and it was like under a waterfall and it was like all smiling and looked happy. And she's like, this is true happiness. And I was like, no, that's the robotic elephant from the jungle cruise ride. That's not a real animal. Idiot. Yeah. Well, guy guy did one of those today. He put, he showed, he goes, this is how political memes work. And it was the meme that's going around. It said 50,000 people showed up in New York to the rally of the democratic, uh, candidate who has no chance and this news didn't cover yeah. blah 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 and it's a picture that's very clearly in paris yeah and people were sharing that around like you know they were just like this is uh, this is dumb yeah you well, guys don't do any research so you're clearly wrong or like when people like i've i've seen it once or twice and it just i want to like just strangle the person like when someone will share in an article from the onion yeah. Not right. knowing that the onion is satire. Yeah, just and infuriated. Just like, yeah, can you believe that this stuff is going on? And someone like the first comments always like the onion is a fake news article. Yeah. It's not real. <laughs> right. And it's like those are the people that you have to worry about. Like if they came out and they said they were aliens, think about all the people that would freak out and start doing weird stuff. Okay. Sure. But then you have to go, okay, but then what makes the people who hold those secrets? Worthy of holding those secrets. Just because they're in government doesn't mean they're smart. Half of the government thinks that women's bodies, they don't even know how ovaries work, but yet they want to, you know, they want to like control women's bodies. And like some of the people who are even running for president have the craziest ideas you've ever heard. So I don't think that it's like, you know, 
I just don't think like that smarts necessarily has anything to do with it. I mean, I, I, and then you have to go like, why? But like, I I think there's a lot to it. I think that if, um, people did not, well, let's say, okay, let's say people did know about aliens. Okay. They decided that everybody was going to know about aliens. That right there would challenge a lot of people's religious beliefs. And if you don't have a society that is either, uh, I don't want to say controlled because that sounds a little harsh, but if there's not a society that is kind of (sighs) thinks about their, uh, an end consequence, right? There has to be some kind of end consequence. You would have an unruly society. People would be feeling like, well, there's no, you know, who cares about the end? And we don't, there is no life after death or consequence or heaven or hell. Then you kind of would have a lot of people just living as they please. So I think telling people that would freak a lot of people out and it kind of, eliminates this thing that we've built up this um honor system this rule these rules this um rule book you know you know what i mean absolutely and i agree with you 100 percent. i do think that that yeah if if that were the case and the government was like yeah all right here's a ufo and aliens and blah 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 but then i have to say all right well if there are aliens and there are ufos why the hell do they give any care to governments why do why does it matter if you come from the some other galaxy to come down and deal with the united states of of you know it's a hollow behavior hollow fart universe but that's And, and i'll explain it to you you know if you go back into sumerian times they believed in the anunnaki who came from that quote unquote 12th planet and systematically controlled our governments and have enslaved our peoples. If you go into the Jewish Testament or the Torah, they talk about the Nephilim, the and it translates as the fallen ones, mm-hmm. the ones who descended onto Earth and have created all this havoc. Right. And so, the the reason why they talk about these aliens and stuff and the governments not wanting to meet is because they are the twelfth planet people. You know, these certain the Charlemagnes and the Bushes. You know, they all believe that um, their bloodline descends from these Anunnaki. Let me ask you this, Sasha. I, what right. do you know about when and this is this is something I I ponder a lot when people talk about um, the possibility of the human race being enslaved. What is the alien race enslaving us for? Like, what are we doing for them? Do you know? Like, can you can you uh, shed a little bit of light on that for me? Because I don't really know. Like, I don't know what a lot of people actually believe that we are being enslaved to do. Is it? I mean, the David the Ikes, long run. I the guess David Ikes of the world and the Zacharias Sitchins, you know, theorized that. We're here to mine and harvest gold and other products so that they can escape back to their planet because they're stuck here. Why are they stuck here? What What is keeping them here? Oh, down the rabbit hole? It's but, this uh, magnetic uh, chain between right. the moon okay. Okay. and the sun. Question, well, huh? Before we get too and, far down in yeah. rabbit holes, let me, but here's the thing, though, is that doesn't explain all of the other saucers that are in the sky and all of the other alien sightings and all of the other this and that and, and we a also billion know that there things. Are other planets and or moons or things that and are there's out other there that actually have more though, but like but natural that, resources it, than our planet. It, sure, but why why go to the United States? Why, why do they get do go deal with Putin too? Do they deal with the Chinese? Are the Chinese Anunnaki's? Are the is Putin an Anunnaki? Is the guys in in the running around in in Africa? 
Inca controlling those? The di- are they Anunnaki's? Well, they would I say they're Illuminati, nah, which is all descendant of. But, that, but you know, no, because most stars. of those people see that. And I go, yeah, but George Bush. If that's the best the Anunnaki's can do with George <laughs> W. Bush, that that's a that's a messed up bloodline. That's not. They, the, but I can't. I can't buy that. I can't buy that. But I can. I can understand that. Yes, maybe pulling the strings behind the thing. But if then at the Unless same Unless you needed a president or a godhead king who went into the Muslim country of Afghanistan and has harvested oil and taken out those certain minerals uh, to create iPhones. But for, if, you know, but he's a major success if you want to look at it from that point of view. I'm an alien. Who, why do I care? I'm not, I, I mean, honestly, again, I, I can't. But see, here's the thing. I don't want to get into aliens. I want to talk <laughs> about conspiracies. I want to talk about, like, what? what is it? Why is the government a scapegoat? Do we always kind of say, like, if we can't understand something, let's pin it on them? I don't know. I just raised my hand and talked. Yeah, I don't know either. (laughs) Do you have something? um, Yeah, I guess kind of along those lines you just said is, like, is the government like a scapegoat or whatever? But remember that scene in Independence Day Mm -hmm. when... uh, the somebody brings something up and the president's like, no, nah, that's not true. And the guy, the military guy's like, uh, that's not entirely right. true, president. That actually always made sense to me because if the president can change every four years, there's a lot of stuff he doesn't need to know about. Sure. If a guy's the head of a military for 25 years right. and he's got a new president coming, he's like, you know what? He doesn't really need to know about this. Yeah, no, so, I get that. Like, like but- even the CIA, like, uh, I can't remember what it was called, but there was like a program that the a plan that the CIA came up with and told President Kennedy about. It was like faking uh, terrorist attacks in the United States so mm-hmm. that the U.S. could go to war. I can't remember what it was called. There was a name, code name for it, and yeah. Kennedy I was like, it was called "No, nine <laughs> <Yeah>. eleven." <laughs> oh, but but they were trying to do that with Cubans. They were trying to start yeah. Cuban civil yeah. unrest and show that there yeah. were Cuban attacks. Now that kind of then that's that's what I'm talking about. I want to bring this up. I want to play you guys something. Um, let me find where my uh, my ox. Yeah, because like here. nobody nobody votes for the head of the CIA. No, that's that true. That's actually like something that we've up. talked about before. It's like you know you have a guy who's minimum and max eight years, but there can be people in in any of those other areas of that. Um, yeah, like anyone who's become a power, general, right? Yeah. And that they can, they're going to know time. things that they've yeah. known for thirty years, yeah. and they're going to keep knowing for right. another twenty. I'm gonna yeah. play you guys this. I just said gonna. Nineteen ninety three. World Trade Center bombing, remember? During the trial, one of the bombers claimed the CIA had advanced knowledge. The diplomat who issued the terrorist visa was CIA. It's not unthinkable they paved the way for the bombing, purely to justify a budget increase. You're telling me that you're going to fake some terrorist thing just to scare some money out of Congress? Well, unfortunately, Mr. Hennessy, I have no idea how to fake killing 4,000 people. So we're just going to have to do it for real. Don't blame it on the Muslims, naturally. <laughs> that I get my funding. Good night, old girl. That is, uh, sounds like basically somebody... That was an actual audio clip from the White House. Saw 9 11 happen. Is it Samuel L. Jackson? I was going to say, that kind of sounds like somebody watched 9 11 and then stole the plot. Except that that movie came out in 1996. Uh, So, you know, it's, it's, it's funny. The the idea when when you think back about things like 9 11 and you realize that there were the ideas that these things could happen, the ideas that. Uh, we had tried to do false flag um, 
you know, events to blame them on a certain group, uh, you know, racial, religious, what have you, radical, hippies, uh, lower income, African Americans in South Central, whatever it is, we know that we've targeted certain groups uh, for the, um, I guess, the support of the people that when we decide to go to war or demonize or uh, demonstrify a certain group of people and say, you know, they're the enemy. You guys, my brother used to rub his eyes until they would water and tell my mom that I had hurt him in some way. <laughs> it's not unheard of to think that people could do this. Is that a younger brother? <laughs> yes. That's totally yeah. a younger yeah. brother thing to do. <laughs> right. but, that, but that totally sounds like that's, I mean, think about that. It's, it's, there's a lot of money to be made in war. There's a lot of those generals, those people we're talking about, those guys who've been in the military for 30 years and have seen liberal presidents come and go, pe- people who, you know, uh, are in that position where they they see the longevity of it. They, they see the next 20 years of their career being there in some black spec ops dungeon that nobody knows about really pulling the strings, right? They're the ones that have to have the money. They're the ones that you go, okay, well, Donald Rumsfeld, right before 9-11, and all this exists. We're not bringing up new stuff. I'm not, I'm not trying to, you know, the, the 9-11 conspiracy stuff exists now. To, it's as prevalent as the JFK conspiracy stuff at this point. It's out there if you want to find it. These things are just facts that right before 9-11, Rumsfeld was trying to justify where trillions and trillions of dollars went. Now, I'm guessing that they fell down into these military uh, developmental budget holes. You know, these rabbit holes where money goes to just disappear. And when you see these things, and when you, when you, when you look at money like that going missing, and you see, like, and like you just said, Every four years or eight years, right, sometimes less, these guys come through and they kind of do what they do and then they skedaddle out of there. I've and they're not, they're not held accountable. The president, I've always kind of seen, well, I don't know. Like, I, I fully believe that there's stuff that goes on that might have been started, you know, decades ago that... They they have like meetings within the military that's like ah this guy doesn't need to know this right now or you know because right. you know that just makes sense well, to me. And if there he's are be secret a, societies yeah. that go back decades yeah, where there's and we know of those you, things and we know that there are um, several people who have come right. come forward to be members of what is that like uh, what's the word I'm looking for political status yeah I guess. well there's people that come from political companies positions. and then they become advisors yes. and then they go from there to heads of corporations and so you kind of can look and there is a paper trail there's a there's a a spider web that they're all attached to and you can look at it and go sure people who have money people who have power oftentimes are the ones who get into politics now, there are the grassroots politicians that pull themselves up by the bootstrap and get up there. So that exists, too. So you have both sides of that coin. You can say, okay, well, there are people that are by the people, and then maybe they get bought, they get purchased later on. Um, you know, is it, uh, is it because they have money that they get into politics, or is it because they have money that they get into a good school, and then they go to Harvard, and then they get a good edge? And then, you know, I, 
and then they have an edge. And then that person gets ahead in the world. And then that person becomes somebody and becomes this in a position of influence where they can then make their agenda the one that gets paid attention to because they have the money behind it or the influence or the power or the family name or what have you. Uh, it's inherited wealth. Yeah, inherited wealth. But also it's it's uh, it's un- money. uncredited yes. and un unspoken for un what's the word I'm looking for, but public tax funds that we give the government that you go, our money's missing. We, we thought we paid taxes so that my roads get paved and so that uh, kids can have cool after school programs. That reminded me of, of a Chris rock joke. When he said inherited money, when he talks about, it, he's like, when white people are rich, they're rich forever. When a black person's rich, it's countdown till he's poor again. <laughs> But you, but when I don't you even look know at, if I can laugh at when that. When you joke. look at that and you go back that far though, and you I'll go back into old money, we're talking about a lot of we're talking about a lot of money. We're talking about a lot of influence. But there's also shady ways that the governments hide money. For instance, um, we were looking into this the other day. We kind of I, I I found this article that was linked to some videos, and I fell down another rabbit hole where there's this theory going around. Sorry, I just hit my mic. There's a theory going around that there is no rover on Mars. That the pictures that we're getting as the public are coming from a place called Devon Island, which is in Canada, up by Greenland. It's like way kind of up almost by the... You guys can Google this on your phones right now. Devon Look up Island. Devon Island, D-E-V-O-N Island. I thought the craziest part is, like, that guy's showing me on Google Earth, because I watched that whole video there. It's like 22 minutes. He's yep. Googling. He gets on Google Earth, and he types in the location of this um, place. And he goes down, Go, and he does, like, do the world map. And uh, We will also tweet it for it you. It was crazy, because he's just like, it's like, oh, nothing, just a bunch of rocks, just a bunch of rocks. And I was like, oh, here's a base camp with some four wheelers. Oh, here's a giant truck with a NASA emblem on it. And then out of nowhere, there was just a Rover just there on the ground. And I was like, what the heck? Like, I don't know. I just thought it was, it was strange that there was this ghetto base camp, but then there's all this NASA equipment there. Exactly. Now, when you look at this and, and this is all on Google earth, there's a, there's a large NASA installment at Devon Island. Um, like Eric was saying, if you look at this video, and we'll tweet it out from from our uh, Area 52 Twitter. Uh, we also have an Instagram Eric now. Eric will share it on the Instagram as well. Uh, so look for Area 52 on both Twitter and Instagram. It's the largest uninhabited island on Earth, according to Wikipedia. Now, if you look at Devon Island, if you look Thank at... Thank you, Sasha. If you look at the pictures, there are... It, it looks like Mars. I mean, it looks like Mars. Now... You can argue from both sides. Well, of course, there's NASA. They had to go out there and train. They had to go out there and take these rovers out and learn how to drive them on similar terrain in similar place in a similar environment. Sure, that's fine. All of that is fine. The argument that people are saying is the pictures that are being sent back to us, the pictures that are being told to us that they are on Mars are actually pictures that this rover, this rover that is seen in these images, or a similar one like it, is taking at Devon Island. And they they kind of, it makes sense because it kind of explains away some of the anomalies that some of the websites and YouTube channels, for instance, um, again, we, we, we referenced him a couple episodes ago, but Tyler 
uh, over at Secure Team. He's posted quite a few videos of like weird anomalies in the Mars pictures. Something that looks like a bird up yeah. in the sky. There's one that kind of looks like there's a structure off next to the rover, like an, an arm of a, it looks like steel. It looks like, you know, and there's one where, and everybody remembers this. Is that a rat? Is there a yeah. rat on Mars? Yeah, like a groundhog thingy, yeah. No, it's just, it's your eyes. What do they call it? Paradoy? Is that where you recognize where you, faces yeah, or something? something. Yeah, yeah. And they go, it's just that. Until you look at it next to a picture of an Arctic... Lemming. An Arctic lemming. It's the same thing. Yeah. It, it's, it, it's literally the same creature. It, it's so similar that it's not, it's not anything else. It's an Arctic lemming. And then you go, okay, well, that makes sense. If they're sending us pictures that are taken from this place, Devon Island, and, and then color changed. And that was the other thing that was interesting, is that they were saying that they had uh, color corrected it. Yeah, they were adding a bit of a red tint to it to kind of give it more of that Mars. Um, the, the traditional I, thing that we yeah, think Mars looks like. Yeah, that, the Mars Wait, um, Instagram filter. <laughs> yeah, right. Can I... Uh, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I'm I'm trying to connect all these dots in my head here. That way it's like a coherent thought for me. Um, so are we guessing or are we assuming that if this was the case, that if they were faking this Mars thing, that they were doing all this to get funding and to get all this money, and then they can put it to what they want and be like, oh, look, we're on Mars. Is that that's, okay. that's the question, though, yeah. is if okay. they are not... On Mars, then, uh -huh. and this it probably doesn't cost them much to take a couple vehicles and a couple crew members out to Devon Island and film this robot driving over, you know, this ro yeah. remote-controlled car over the ground and take a couple pictures. Yeah, it's a college class essentially. But I think the real question is if they are not on Mars and they did not contribute billions of dollars into the research and the mission to get there, then what are they spending the money and time the on? Money go? What are probably they a, doing? That's kind of scary, that isn't F35 it? jet. Piece of <laughs> shit keeps breaking. What a god. Eric's what an wet ugly dream jet. over there. Come on. What an ugly jet. But, Pilot here. I, it's an ugly jet. Piece of garbage. Eric, it probably maybe. has a great personality. <laughs> but think about it. Doesn't think do it, it for me. That's the real question, though. Is that that how much of this, how much of the, you know, and that that would be it, is that it doesn't, and and again, it, people aren't saying, like, when people say that we 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 fake the moon landing, I think that that most people, and there there's there's the extremes, you know, I think that, that no matter when it comes to whatever conspiracy theory, there's people who are like, we faked it and there's no way, and there's other people like, you're an idiot, it, it, we, we just, we went and that's what happened, but then there's some people who kind of believe, well, we got there. But we just didn't get there when we said we got there. We got there when we we said we got there when we got there because we wanted to beat the Russians. Yeah, and then they just kind of dropped out. And like, well, we lost. There's a lot of stories about um, rumors that the fact that uh, Stanley Kubrick uh, may have been brought on by the government to shoot the moon effects, and that that is what led to him uh, being able to make. Uh, 2001, A Space Odyssey, which was far above... Uh, I mean, if you look at 2001 and you realize that movie came out in 1968, 68-69, oh, come on. Like, it's so far ahead of its time. The way that 69. the space was handled, the way that everything was done, and who knows? But again... You know what? I also, wish... didn't we... I'm sorry, Eric, no, go, go ahead. ahead. Well, I was just going to say, didn't we also learn that that was not Buzz Aldrin's first words? Yeah. Uh, no, no, Neil. 
You yeah, Neil yes, yes, excuse yeah. me. Neil Armstrong's first words when he stepped out that he didn't, he said like something else before. Yeah, and, but it got like, yeah, the transmission like dropped or yeah, something. Yeah, but that's weird because it wasn't even like in the, the tape or anything like that or the video. Yeah. It's kind of strange. Yeah, there's a lot. There's it was one step for men, not one step for man. Oh. I think that was the So they had to do take two. The first, the first one was, uh, oh, fuck these stairs. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but no, there's, there's, but the, but then you look at it and you go, okay, well, you know, they either did or they didn't, you know, there's, there's all of these, there's these, all of these stories, you know, and then you go, okay, well, let's just, let's, let's talk about the moon for a second. All right. There's that once, once you talk about the moon, then you branch off. That's the thing about these conspiracy theories and these rabbit holes yeah. is you go, okay, well, it's not even just so much that we went to the moon, we didn't go to the moon. We faked the moon landing, we didn't fake the moon landing. There's a thousand other things out there. There are f- astrophysicists, I don't know, maybe that's a thing, people that study space that talk about how there's no way that we could have gotten there because you can't get through, uh, is it the Van Allen? Van Allen belts? The radiation belts? I have no idea. Um, the-, the, the, the belts between us and... I, I, I apologize. Sorry, sometimes we don't know. I, we sound like we don't know what we're talking about. We watch so much of this stuff. I usually just need carbs. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but, but there's these radiation belts that it's, they say there's no chance uh, humans could have survived. Now, okay, if that's the case, then we never went. Okay, but if that's the case, then... I mean, isn't it that you can see certain things on the moon that we left there from Earth? So I assume like we've, we have made it there. Like at least once or twice. But then you yeah. go, okay, well, if that's the case... What'd we find? Did we just get there and it's just a bit dead rock? We didn't find anything. Or, like I said, you keep digging and there's all of these stories about the fact that the government airbrushes things out of pictures from, that are from the moon. Towers, uh, saucers and spacecraft in the back, uh, background of, of shots of the moon. Um, there are uh, stories that they saw things hovering and looking and watching them. So is that the case? That they got to the moon and they found a bunch of scary shit and they said, well, I don't want to ever go back. <laughs> there's, a, there's a whole bunch of aliens up there. What do we do? They cut to, um, when was it? Ten years ago? Let me look this up, the exact date. We nuked the moon. And it, while you're looking that up, let me correct something. From an article by Karen Kaplan from the Los Angeles Times. You're like a stat boy. The quote is that we understand from Neil Armstrong is that's one that's one small step for man, one giant leap for mankind. Neil Armstrong insists that he says that's one small step for a man. Yada yada yada. Hmm. Well, thank you, hmm. Neil, for uh, for screwing up your line. You only get one take. Hack. Um, Hack. But in 2009, we nuked the moon. Uh, we, we dropped a nuclear bomb on the moon. We, I, they say because we wanted to see how it would react. It's, it's kind of badass, actually. Uh, we dropped it into a crater. If I was the president, I would nuke everybody. And that's just kind of like me saying, Eric, I just want to punch you in the face just to see how you react. Well, I would cry. But you we know could what? try anyways. Even I think we're going to film this. We're going to tweet yeah. this out from both our Twitter and we're going to put it on Instagram. Uh, let us know. Hashtag uh, punch the Eric or hashtag, hashtag let him not. Uh, let him live. So here's the thing. So when you look at this and you go, okay, we dropped um, 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 a nuke on the moon. 
and it's and and it didn't do what we thought it was going to do. There was no plume. It just kind of yeah, because there's no oxygen. Did it just kind of so right? So you go okay. Well, that's either we thought it was going to be more and nothing really happened, or as some people say, and again these conspiracy theorists say that we were actually nuking an alien base on the moon. That we were we knew that there was an installment on the moon, and there's some weird pictures out there. Of some things that look like domed structures that have tunnels going between they them. They look a little more formed than just rocks. It's yeah. It's not just it's about the best you can say. Right. It is it a clear looking base? No. But it makes it. it if but it, it's it, not like Humvees driving up there. Right. Yeah. It's not tense and stuff. <laughs> and I'm not like yeah. ma- making yeah. something at a fire. And it's like yeah, yeah, barbecue. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. No. It's more like it's. But it's it's something that you look at and go, well, that's at least interesting. And you go, okay, well, did they do that? And if so, was it, did we try to bomb them and like their defense system shut us down? Who knows? You know what I mean? Like there's so many weird, weird conspiracy theorists out, or theories out there. I mean, ones that like, you know, some people are like, well, you hear about the, the, the JFK thing? Well, that's, that's like, to me, that's run, dick, run. You know, see Dick and Jane go. That's the first conspiracy. I have conspiracy. never seen a dick run. Run is that happening? Don't, don't actually ever see <laughs> dicks run. Uh, I honestly, though, is that a movie? No, those old book. You know the books like see Dick, Dick and Jane, see Jane run, Jane sees spot. It's like the first book that they read in like the fifties. It was the simplest sentences ever. You give Me and them to Eric kids. are just looking at each other like, yeah. What? But what I'm saying is like JFK is like I don't read Marcus. JFK is like the the first one. It's like oh oh you're back on JFK. I won't spoil anything for you. You know what I mean? Like, there's so many deeper conspiracy theories in here. The ones that go deep, that, uh, but when you really step back and you look at them, a lot of them make sense. And again, I think it comes down to what we talked about um, in, in the beginning, is the intent of anything, right? If, if you are going to fake something, what's your intent? What do you get out of it? And some of these have a really, really good reason behind them. What what if the whole like conspiracy thing started one day? Because like way back when like you know Constitution had just been written and like some problem came up in the U.S. Like back when they still wore wigs and stuff. Yeah. And they're like, oh, what are we gonna do? And then like one night, like Thomas Jefferson's wife was like, "Do I look fat in this dress?" And she did, but he was like, "No, you look great." And then he's like, "Holy crap! What if we just lie to everybody?" So he like went to his meeting the next day. He's like, "Guys, check it out. Last night, I totally lied to my wife. She bought it. Not a problem anymore." Like, what if that's how everything started? <laughs> it was just, it was just Thomas Jefferson being like, "No, you look great." I feel like you're still like saying people, she was fat. I do. Yeah. Saying, right? I just feel like people figured yeah. out lying yeah. before 1776. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it wasn't like until then everybody was like, "Fat as can be, my dear." And then, then like in the 1700s, he was like, "Oh, bully, lying." <laughs> But you know what? That's probably how lying works. It's I mean, like that think Geico commercial, that. right? Right. Uh, <laughs> I, uh, but I, I mean, but that's the thing, though. If you have power, you have to be able to keep secrets. It's just how it works. It doesn't matter what it is. It doesn't matter if you're in a government position. It doesn't matter if you're in uh, a position of of money and wealth. Uh, you know, things like that. It, it, uh, we we. We started, t- we, we were down, 
Oh, before, hold on, sorry, before we get too far away from this, we were talking about tangents and rabbit holes yes. and the moon and Stanley Kubrick. And I just thought something that was interesting that kind of adds to another Please. cool conspiracy is that there's another um, conspiracy and a couple things that are on it that discuss the possibility of Stanley Kubrick confessing this in his making of The Shining. Yeah. And if you watch that, there's lots of... Watch the, it's in the watch the documentary Room Two Three Seven. It's yeah. a great documentary. That's the yes. one we we watched that one. Yep. Um, and it's a very interesting documentary that dissects The Shining from both a filmmaking standpoint and a conspiracy theory standpoint. Um, and and the theory you were talking about is uh, all of the different. Um, Hints at the imagery. It's a lot of imagery things. Yeah. Um, Danny's sweater, the uh, the carpet, room two three seven, meaning that like it was like isn't two aren't we two hundred and thirty seven thousand miles away from the moon? Isn't that what it is or something like that? I remember what that one was. Some secret there. There was secrets in the in the way he had placed something about it being moon room and like stuff like that. There's also one where he's like uh, playing on the carpet with his toys. Yeah. Yeah. And like it pans up and it like looks like uh, Earth or whatever launching a rocket or something like that. Uh Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, And and, and there is a rocket on Danny's sweater and I think it's Apollo Apollo 11 or something. Yeah. It's one of the Apollos. I'm not going to say because I'm. Yeah. I think I will be wrong. Probably. But what? But that's an interest. It is an interesting thing that, that it's like, you know, what do you do? If you have to keep this secret, if you're Stanley Kubrick, I mean, that's an interesting thing is that we lost Stanley Kubrick fairly early on in his career. I mean, he wasn't an old, old man. I, he, he just, he died almost I, very suddenly. Um, yeah. Cause he, it was, if he was working on that movie with Spielberg, uh, AI, artificial intelligence. Yeah. The one he wanted to make over years. Yeah. And, uh, I was watching like the making of that movie and Spielberg talked about how, Stanley was like a, a very paranoid person in real life, like yeah. very paranoid. Like he made Spielberg get a uh, fax machine um, and put it in his bedroom where nobody else could see it. And he would like send him stuff in the middle of the night. And he told him, he's like, you read it and then you shred it. And he, like, he was just a paranoid person, you know? And I don't know if he was always like that or if this was like, he developed like that, Being you know? part of something like that yeah. may have caused him to feel yeah, but, like there is something out there that's right. going yeah. on that's kind of behind the, the scenes. Yeah, but Spielberg said he was like paranoid. But if you if you really look at what Kubrick did from The Shining to Full Metal Jacket um, in 2001, even in Eyes Wide Shut, every one of his movies were all about a man thinking that he had control over his situations and he didn't. Jack thought he was a family man that had it all under control. And whatever reason you believe in The Shining for him doing what he did, uh, whether it's um, the theory that he was abusive to Danny, and that's what the whole thing was, the idea that Danny is actually the villain that's projecting all of this on them, uh, you know, there's, there's a thousand. But he was not in control. The hotel, Danny, The Shining, the, the, the thing, whatever it was, took over that situation. Full Metal Jacket, a man who believes that he can hold on to his ideal of peace and his ideal of remaining whole despite seeing and experiencing some of the worst things that a man can experience. The war was bigger than man. Uh, Clockwork Orange, a man who thinks he has control over the world but realizing that he doesn't. 
Uh, and these can all be ways that Stanley Kubrick could have been feeling about his about own his way of, of uh, existence. Yeah. We don't know, but it's speculation. It's really certainly. cool if you go down uh, the rabbit hole of watching the documentary Room Two Three Seven with the possibility of The Shining being a confession of his role in filming right. the moon landing that we all kind of have come to know to this day. You can actually, I mean, you can see it both ways. You can watch it as kind of a horror movie. You can watch it as uh, a complete representation of an artistic confession. Yeah. 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 It's a brilliant way to say it. Um, but the, yeah, there's just, there's so many stories about the moon and about Kubrick and about all of this. Um, I was just kind of looking over my notes. There's a whole theory about the moon being hollow that they said that when the, the, the they were taking off, the, the capsule kind of crashed back down to the moon and that the astronauts actually heard it like ring in space, like a ringing. They also uh, said that they had heard music, almost like a space music. On the music, dark side of the moon, On the right? dark side of the moon. Hello, hello. <laughs> uh, I hope it was good music. It was... Yeah, it was... Yeah, but, but now how that's but I, not that necessarily could just be, possible that could just though, right? be, no because there's no atmosphere so why right. would sound waves carry it could be space sound but why would our ears hear it I mean there's so many things it's like well we weren't there we don't know what it sounded like we didn't get a recording so a lot of these conspiracy theories are like like we've said they're like big games of telephone it sounded like this oh it sounded like that oh, you know did they say anything about what it sounded like when we uh, sent the nuclear bomb there. Uh, I didn't get anything about the sound. It just it the article that I read, and I was reading this actually right before we came here. With I just my wondered if it tired, was a consistent sound, if they had heard it more than once, or if it's something that no. they only heard once. I, that I don't know. I don't know. But it's it's now. But you know, you you argue and you go, well, if if this was a thing, right? If nine eleven was a conspiracy. If the moon landing was a conspiracy, it took a lot of people. So are you saying that all of those people kept that secret? Now, there are there are those those interesting cases where it's like, look, we we said we killed Osama bin Laden when we said we killed Osama bin Laden. We went in there and we killed the guy and then we took his body and we threw it in the ocean without any pictures or proof. Okay, and then over the next year or so, what was it, 12 of the 16 seals? I don't want to quote the number exactly. A good portion of them, I would say 80%, were killed. You know, you just look at that and you go, okay, well, that's either, that's the, again, that's, that's what war does when you're on these dangerous missions. I'd like to hope that the Osama one's real just because it's such a badass story. Well, and, you know, and then you go, okay, like well, why, why would we fake this? Well, would, would you know, so the, the conspiracy theorists say that we, maybe he died long ago. Uh, and he, we needed to save the death until... Because we knew that he was on dialysis, right? Yeah, he had like he a kidney not, problem, yeah. right? Yeah, he did. He was he not had, well. He had, yeah. He had a kidney disease and he was on dialysis. Right. He was um, ill. And that, and that, uh, he's also huge. I didn't know Middle Eastern people got yeah, to he was six, like, six. Right. Well, yeah. there's, there's, there's a whole theory too. And guys, if you want to Google this, uh, this is a deep rabbit hole. Um, but there's, there's rumors that Osama was actually a, uh, 
CIA operative named Tim Osman, who who had actually infiltrated the Taliban. Uh, you know, there's so many things, and you go, well, we kind of started them, we armed them, we gave them this, but did was was it with evil intent, or was it was it something that got out of hand because stuff happens? You know that. It's so interesting because you you can kind of look at both sides and go, okay, well, I can see why you'd do this. But also I'd go, but why would you do this? Yeah. A high percentage of the Israeli army is taken from Ethiopian tribes, Jewish tribes, and they're routinely men who are seven feet and taller. Fun (laughs) fact for the day. Wait, are you serious? Yeah. How do they have so many big people? Genetics, I guess. Oh, they could have a much better life coming and playing an NBA. <laughs> also, quick thing here I'm going to throw out. I don't out. think he knows Instead that. Instead of dropping we... bombs, we should just drop basketballs. Yeah. Is that what you're saying? Drop them sick dunks. Um, quick... I kind of like your uh, your platform statement. <laughs> <laughs> quick uh, thing real quick. That uh, nuclear bomb on the moon thing was called Project uh, A119, Project Alpha 119. Uh, and it's an Air Force thing, in case you wanted to look that up. Yeah, look up. To it. And, and watch it for its scientific basis watch it for the conspiracy theory side of it there's a whole bunch of stuff like that we one of the things we watched about the mars the curiosity rover was and and this is guys go watch this for yourself watch the um there's the press conference with all of the guys who helped land the 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 rover and this video there's a bunch out there again look them up for yourself points out that like these guys don't seem to know what they're talking about at all. Like, they're acting like frat boys. They're like, ah, whoa, whoo, like howling. And like, like there's at one point, they're like, can you tell us how it, you know, how how close you guys got to this crater? And he's like, I, I don't know. Uh, you know, is there somebody, are my notes, do you guys have the, and they're, the guy's like, how do you not know? You've spent a year knowing this. Like, you should have come down here and go, we got within 1.2. They don't know anything. It's about as far away as my dick. Yeah, like they're answering <laughs> questions. Jesus. Uh Will somebody please... And as imaginary as landing on Mars. Right. <laughs> they're, they're, they're talking about this like like there's no scientific basis to what they... They, they don't know what they're talking about. This, this thing sound like me trying to describe it. it. It's just... It's just... It's like they got actors or something. I don't know. Or they're in on the joke and they, they don't know... They want to say something wrong because so they don't want to screw up a line. Or they're just really tired... Because they just landed a, a, a rover on Mars. I, you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. you don't want to be the guy that j- immediately jumps to everything's everything's a, a conspiracy. Everything's a Bigfoot. Everything's I, a ghost. I wish that we would explore, like, the ocean more. Because the ocean terrifies me. And it's yeah. really deep. And it's really big. And, right. like, I know, like, a long time ago, people went down and, like, set records for how deep they went. But they didn't. We haven't done anything since, you know? Right. Well, and I think people don't, I think this is the, this is the, <laughs> oh, just micro, <laughs> Mike just pulled away from me. Uh, but this is the other thing that's so interesting, right? Teeth. Is that <laughs> if you, I think people kind of think like it goes like ocean and then like the bottom of the ocean is the middle of the earth. And then like the, you just swim to the bottom yeah. of the ocean and then you come out in China. There's thousands of miles between that of crust and magma and all sorts of stuff in the center of earth. Or if you've walked down that rabbit hole, there's some people believe that underneath our oceans is a hollow earth where a whole other civilization lives because they retreated from the, 
from the evil surface and they live in the hollowness of the earth. That's also the theory about the moon is that they said it was hollow because of the fact that it's like it's some sort of unnatural space station, like a satellite that's watching no, us. Like in Star station. Wars. The like Death in Star. Star Wars. It's the Death, the Death Star. Star. It's this, this, this hollowed thing that should, by all means, shouldn't exist, shouldn't have the, the orbit that it does. It, it's got a, it's strange, it's weird, it's hollow, it's... I haven't heard, like, man, I feel like way over my head. I haven't heard about a lot of this stuff. You've been in a lot of holes, Marcus. I, uh, <laughs> like... <laughs> Not in front of Danny. <laughs> Please. But you know what, though? This is the thing, is that when you when you look at those things, I really feel like you have to watch it all. You know, I don't feel like you should be able to talk about or bash or disagree or agree with anything until you look at it from both sides. I think that's one of the biggest problems. I don't want to pontificate about what's going on, but we like we're so quick to say my side. You know, it's about my side and this, and when we don't really even understand you know, it's it's so funny to me. Like, I, again, I I don't like to get political. It's so funny that the Republicans I don't in, like in, get political. The Republicans indemnify Muslims like so much so that it's like their their bumper sticker now. <laughs> but the fact of the matter is, it's like you guys don't agree with Muslims on anything except uh, the way to treat women, the way to treat homosexuals, the way to treat individuals, the way that war uh, should work upon your enemies. So you you basically agree with everything that they agree with, and you're just trying to do it here in the name of your Christian God. That to me is just, it's, uh, whatever. Look, point, now I don't even remember what I was trying to say. I the just, moon is uh, hollow. I think fact. it's pretty, the one thing that I have brought this up to Mark before, but this is something that's pretty cool. If you kind of think about it, the ocean resembles space a lot, yeah. right? Yeah. It's it's a foreign environment that we are not at all adapted to and we cannot survive or live in or yes, we can't take nutrients from it. It's dark. Um, it's creepy. And if you kind of think about it, a lot of times, like sometimes we think like maybe spacecraft comes from space, but a lot of the things that we see, not only would they go through space aerodynamically but they also kind of look like they would travel through water you know like they would be designed to travel through water or aliens could kind of be sea creatures because they have large eyes because there wouldn't be a lot of sunlight down there right. or you know skin that's just kind of smooth because they would just be underwater like a fish or like things like that it's kind of cool to think about maybe and i like a this spacecraft theory. comes from the ocean and maybe aliens actually live down in the ocean and they don't live in space see and that'd they, be badass right again, it's kind of like, cool sea aliens and the, I, you know what i remember because, what? because if you think about it sorry babe no um, it's fine things in the ocean are really quite alien to us. Exactly. Um, and they even and look like, they even look right, alien like in so nature. Weird. We see things and we're like, what is that? That doesn't right. live on the same planet as me. And I, I've also said this to um, him before is that, you know, a whale does not know about a deer and, and vice versa. A deer doesn't know about a whale's existence. As far as they know, I mean, they're, they're both two creatures that are on the same planet, but they have no idea that they're even in the same existence as each other so you know we could have things like that where that environment is so alien to us the sea that we there could be things that live there that are intelligent life forms plus it's easy to hide or be in a place that covers like 75 percent of the planet that we can't get to yeah that we cannot inhabit that we can't really study because our bodies just we can only go so deep without right 
And and the thing I like about this theory, and and again, I remember what got me off of my tangent was talking about like the intent of things, and that makes a lot more sense to me because like I've always said, if you're an alien and you're coming from clearly so, at least another planet, say you're even on the moon and you're coming here, that's still a bit of a jaunt. Yeah. Right. So you're coming here and you have the ability to do that very easily. So why hide? Why be? Why be? You know, why be sneaky? You know who's sneaky? Governments. That's yeah. who's sneaky. That's who's flying planes around they don't want you to know about. Uh, if I'm an alien and I can just zip back and forth between here and the moon, I'm just going to come over and I'm just going to grab somebody out of the mall and just leave because what are you going to do about it? Yeah, that's kinda, I'm back to the moon already. Kind of like, uh, that's basically what they do in Independence Day. They just show up and they're yeah. like, we're here. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. You didn't want to be abducted? Great. Get a spaceship or a defend against aliens. You can't. You're a human. I don't yeah. give a shit. So, like, that makes so much more sense to me because if they were already here, then it's not much to just come up to the surface and just fuck around and go back down in the yeah. ocean. You're already here. You know, that doesn't, that, that, that answers the question of, of intergalactic space travel traffic. Why? Yeah. You know, that's a hell of a commute for, to be secretive. Um, but that's the thing is that how do you people keep the secrets? If you're part of something, how do you keep the secret? What does it do to you? You know, um, probably why a lot of people, I mean, I can't remember how it goes, but it's basically like if you are, I can't remember how the quote goes. It has something to do with, like, if you're part of the conspiracy or you're the guy, like, you're going to get killed because you're not going to be able to keep your mouth shut. Right. You know, that's why a lot of people, you know, like, um, what's his name? The guy that everyone said shot Kennedy, Lee Harvey Oswald. He got killed. Right. You know, most of them get killed. There's there's a lot of people out there that, that you know, Google, Google the Clinton kill list. Just Google it. There's a lot of people who've had ties with the Clintons. Died mysteriously. Now it could be they just knew a bunch of unhealthy people who had heart attacks while they were driving. Hillary's not on that list. <laughs> she, she, it's in her handwriting. Uh, no, there's, but there's some interesting stuff out there. Like, so, but again, it's like, you're right. How do they keep a secret? Do all these people die? Do they kill all these people off? Uh, is there somebody out there? And if there is, like, there's a guy who's like, this is the name of every person who's been killed. You're like, this dude is clearly a nut. Or is he right? Is, yeah. Because that's the dude who's going to compile that information. Is the weird guy that lives in his RV that's like, man, you got to understand all the names are connected, man. And you're like, all right, listen, just calm down. But there's a lot of interesting, interesting conspiracy cover-ups out there. Here's the weird part of that is like, like whose job is it to decide like who gets to get in on the secret? You know, like if the if the Air Force knows something and their high up guys know stuff, like do they have like a almost like the um God, with Dr. Strangelove and how I fell in love with the atomic bomb, that war room, you know, yeah. where it's like every branch, you know? So it's like who decides? Like, oh, okay, we we need to let them know. This guy doesn't need to know, though. Like, but this guy needs to know. I don't know. Like, I feel like it's a little bit of necessity. They kind of decide who do we need. Yeah. Do we need some black ops guys? Okay, then they have to know what they That's have to good, know. Yeah, I like that. That's a good point. Well, and that that to me again, it just goes back to you know these people who don't exist. Um, the yeah. The uh, which story? The the one about the the marine. Oh, can you tell yeah. that story? Yeah, I don't care. Hey, this is a very interesting story. I, if I, wanna... I go missing, though, talk about me for an entire podcast. Yeah, tell <laughs> tell this story real quick. It will be a it will it will be a mystery. Um, so this guy you don't I know... have to mention names or anything. You can even just leave it. Just leave it at just leave the it... marine. Yeah. yeah, like the movie. So this guy I know was uh, 
he was a Marine, and he was on a few years ago when that, that ship captain got taken by pirates, and he was taken hostage. This, they made a movie about it with Tom Hanks. This is a Tom Hanks yeah. movie story. Okay. Um, so he was on the boat that was kind of following, because they knew that the guy had been taken, and so they kind of had ships set up, and they were kind of watching them and trying to talk to him and things like that. So he was on one of the boats. And they were like on the boat, and they were trying to come up with a plan, like, what are we going to do? How are we going to handle these guys? And he said one night they were out like on the deck of the boat, and these guys just like appeared on the boat. They just like climbed up the side of the boat. And he's like, you know, I've been in the military for a while, and these guys had some crazy guns that I'd never seen before. And it was the SEALs that had got sent to the boat um, to take care of this problem. And so they had been dropped in like the middle of the ocean, swam over to the boat, got on the boat, and uh, they, my, the Marine guy I know was basically was told like, hey, you don't have to worry about this anymore. The SEALs are sent in to take care of this problem. And uh, he said that they were just like, he's like, you know, military people, you know, who that's what they do f- for a lifetime. You know, he's like, they're a pretty hardcore He's like, but these mar- these Navy SEAL guys were like next level hardcore. You know, they would like work out. Like he said that he went to go work out at the gym one day on the boat and one of the SEALs was there and he was on the treadmill jogging and he was jogging in his like boots, you know, military issued boots. And the guy finished his workout and left and the guy was still jogging in his boots. Um, you know, and they were just like next level intense, like hardcore guys. And so... They finally got the okay, the green light to do what they were sent there to do. And there was like, you, I mean, you can watch this. I, I watched a documentary on this on Discovery Channel. Um, they sent four seals and they put them on the back of the boat. And uh, the boats, you know, obviously you have to time it because with waves, one boat's up, the next boat's down. So you have to time it to where they line up. And just synchronized, they they killed all the pirates in with one pull of each trigger. Killed them. And then they just left the boat. I'm like, see ya. And so... You That's know, like those guys' whole life. Yeah. I mean, yeah. they probably get like picked up when they're young, right out of. Yeah. And then they just said, this is your life now. You, you don't know anything else except running in your boots. Yeah, you said that when yeah. we talked about that. I remember you saying like, that dude doesn't go home to his wife. Never. Yeah. Like he never goes back. No. You don't go back. Like this is it. My, 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 I remember when you, when you told me this story, my thought about this was that the this dude right uh-huh. that's relaying this story he was he was the silver medal right yeah. this guy wasn't joe training camp schmuck military this guy was like all right those guys okay we got to call in one one branch more yeah okay so this guy was already like a serious dude okay. yeah he was he was basically they were coming up with the plan for them to do something to save this guy right and they were like now we'll we'll send the seals in so this guy's no chump yeah and wow. he's looking at these guys going they're different they're next level yeah, there's something about their demeanor. There's something yeah. about their behavior. And their I've never seen their gun. That's interesting to me. Here's a bunch of people. They're like, listen, you got. We trust you guys to be the dudes on the boat. But when you're not the dudes, when we need more dudes on the boat, it's going to be these guys who have something that you've never even seen. Like yeah. that. That's so. What else is there? Like that's the question. Like above that, they they these guys have that. Yeah. And this dude's never seen it. So what's above it that those guys haven't seen? I don't know. I remember I watched a a documentary on uh, 
I was I was watch documentaries on like badass people because I'm not a badass person, so it makes me feel better. Uh, but I was watching this one about like the about Navy SEALs and like their origins and about how they started in World War II. They were called like frogmen, and they like would go down and like make it so that boats could come to shore with soldiers and stuff. And all they had was um, swimming shorts, uh, goggles, and a knife back then. And, like that's all they had. Um, and then it ultimately like turned into this whole SEAL program. But in like Vietnam. They had made these small nuclear bombs that the SEALs could wear on them that weighed like 45 pounds. And they were, and basically they were designed that if they were in somewhere, couldn't get out or, you know, whatever, they just detonate it. Now, I don't know like how powerful they were, but they were nuclear bombs that they could wear. And they had that in Vietnam. When so, they would blow up, would he uh, go, That's, we're not, that's for... That's that for our cool listeners. Yeah. Um, yeah, you know, to me, there's clearly secrets. You know, I think that's why yeah. conspiracy theories burn on, is that there's never been full disclosure on anything because, A, I mean, the government doesn't have to, but B, if the government is for the people, by the people, why are they keeping secrets? Because C, we're stupid. Yeah. But uh, D, right. you're not much smarter. Yeah. But like, I, we do need to, and again, sides. we need we do need to keep some secrets. I am for that because we don't want everybody to know everything. Because, in, especially in this day and age of social media and sharing and all of that, if we tell everybody what we have, it takes two seconds for it to spread on Facebook or the World Wide Web, yeah. and then all of our enemies and and possible sure. threats and you know foreign countries know what we have. We gotta just well, they're like. There's some things that I do wish they would just come out and say, like, I'd love to know about, you know, aliens. I, well, I totally believe that there's life's there's other planets with things on yeah. them. Anyway. Sure. It'd be but bleak like, not to think yeah, so. To, like, I would love to know, like, oh, yeah, they really did crash. We got bodies. Or, like, I would love to know about Bigfoot. But yeah. there are some things that, like, help keep me safe at night, like people getting, you know, assassins going out. I don't I don't want to know about that stuff sure. just because yeah. I'm a stressed out person yeah. anyway. I don't need <laughs> to know about that. You know, there and and there's a lot out there that I think people have never heard about. Like we talked about in the beginning, there are some that scratch the surface. There are if you keep digging holes that you can get down and then there's conspiracy theories that are pretty plain and straightforward. They don't change over the years. They just continue to be persistent because nobody can disprove them. Danny and I, uh, like I said, we were kind of on uh, this YouTube rabbit hole going down, conspiracy theories, and we revisited one that we'd both heard about. Um, it Kind of a little, you know, we hadn't really dug at it too much, Um but we found the the revisited the the conspiracy theory that Paul McCartney died in 1966 and yes. was replaced by a double named Billy Shepard. Now William Shepard. William yes. Shepard. Some William might Billy Shepard. Now it's an interesting theory. There seems to be quite a lot of I guess wood that this fire keeps this fire burning. Um, basically here's the story for those of you that have never heard it. And this exists out there. There's, there's really easy, quick run throughs on YouTube. In fact, again, we'll post another video that shows a lot of this evidence. Um, but here's the basic story on November 11th of 1966, Paul McCartney allegedly left the studio 
the the where the Beatles were recording. Uh, mad, angry, I think is the story. Uh, after getting in a fight with John Lennon, went out and was killed in a car accident that night. On that day, there was somewhere four, five, six, some odd local newspapers reported that Paul McCartney had been killed in a car accident. Those stories were all recanted the next day. There are pictures of a mangled, uh, maybe Aston Martin. possibly bloody Aston Martin, white Aston Martin, um, like Paul McCartney drove. The conjecture there would be why, uh, how many other Aston Martins were there traveling at that time, wrecking at that time, uh, on a road between the Beatles studio and Paul McCartney's uh, home. Um, and, and, and then there's, there's all of these, there's, okay, so at th- th- this point, right, Paul McCartney's dead. And they, they, they need to continue on the Beatles. That would be the intent, right, of faking this, is that the biggest band in the world can't stop. It's, it's, uh, it's a, a monetary... Juggernaut. Yes. Sure. So they bring in uh, to replace Paul a gentleman named William... Billy Shepard. Now, William Shepard was a musician, an amazing musician from all accounts. Very talented. Uh, Played multiple instruments, bass, uh, piano was his real forte, as well as playing horns. And he was also a very, very uh, knowledgeable on music theory. Now, the idea there would be that the following album... The album, uh, the Sergeant Sergeant Pepper Peppers and the Lonely Hearts Band. Yeah, Sergeant Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band was a much more mature, more complicated, advanced, advanced sound versus the kind of teeny bop "I Wanna Hold Your Hand" three four chords that Paul McCartney wrote. Prior who to, was a self-taught guitarist who was a, and later learned to play the bass. Right. And people would say that most self-taught guitarists kind of play in that 3-4 kind of register. Mm-hmm. Now, I don't know much about playing guitar, but they say that Billy was very skilled and that the skill level kind of shows through and that Paul McCartney would have had to have become quite an accomplished musician in a very short amount of time. In a matter of like months. Again, not saying anything about Paul McCartney. We're not picking sides here and presenting the, the, the facts that are out there in this Conspiracy theory. Um, Here's some interesting things. Billy had a band that was actually a huge band in the area. They used to play at a place called the Mercy Club. Um, It's spelled like Jersey. Mercy, Mercy, M-E-R-S-E-Y. And the Beatles, if I'm not mistaken, did they... Open for them. They opened for them, that's right. I believe in Liverpool, right? Yeah, yeah, where they were from. Yeah. Um... And here's the interesting thing. Babe, do you remember the, um, the name of, of Billy's band? I believe it was Billy Pepper and the Pepper Potts. Billy Pepper and the Pepper Potts. It's not a very good name. Sergeant Pepper's <laughs> Lonely Hearts Club Band. Yes. Billy Pepper. There's a lot of things here. Now, as you start kind of looking into the reasons why people started becoming suspicious... Because after 1966, they say that Paul McCartney started to look different. His face was a slightly different structure. 
His ears were, his earlobes had changed. Yeah. His, his nose was now a little longer. His teeth had been fixed. His eyes were slightly different. Yeah. Hey, do you have one of the pictures yeah. of him? I have, all, I have all of them up. I was actually, that was one of the things I was going to say is he, uh, he either got braces um, or these are different teeth. Now, you've never yeah. heard of this before, right? No, I'd never heard of this. Either. As a person looking at a picture of Paul McCartney from saying 1964 to a picture of Paul and McCartney. And we're talking three years difference. We're not saying this man had the time to age 10 years. Right. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's, it's a matter of three years. There's a significant amount of little things in that face a detached earlobe the chin's yeah. different the teeth mm-hmm. are different hazel now, eyes not and paul's were dark brown look at early pictures of paul mccartney very dark brown eyes yes paul mccartney now hazel eyes paul mccartney Again, even three years though i can i can see someone's eyes lightening uh, as they got time, older yes three but we're talking three years paul mccartney in 1964 was five foot eight paul mccartney after uh, 1966 was five foot ten and a half. There are pictures showing him being the same size as Ringo, and then just a couple years later, being significantly taller than Ringo. All of the band. No, he was taller than all the band. No, n- not only. Okay, you're going. Okay, well that's interesting. They got this guy. But here's the thing about Billy. Billy had actually not only won a Paul McCartney lookalike contest, if I'm not mistaken. That's correct. He was also hired by the Beatles. To be Paul's double. The Beatles would use doubles when they would arrive to their concerts and things like that to kind of protect them from the swarm of fans that would ensue every time they went somewhere. They would kind of have these doubles step out of the car first and kind of take the heat while they slipped into the back or the green room or, you know, would just get ready for the show. So it's, we already know, we can already establish the Beatles had doubles. Beatles had doubles. And Billy Shepard was Paul McCartney's double from, I believe, the time of 1964. And he also was writing their monthly newsletter. That's right. So, so this, this Beatles magazine yes. that was like, that's how the fans kept in touch with the band, mm-hmm. Billy wrote. Yeah. Um, he's already Paul McCartney's double. He's an unbelievable musical genius. And... Although there are recordings, there's, um, I want to say it's called Mercy Mania or Mercy, if you, if you Google this stuff, and again, I'll, we'll post some links on our Twitter, we'll send them out on Instagram, um, to the to these things that have a little more detail. Uh, we, we watch these things and kind of uh, compile as much information as we can, so I'm sorry if some of these dates aren't, or names aren't specifically right. But there's this, comp- there's this compilation of bands from about that time. It had two Beatles songs on it and like five songs from Billy Pepper and the Pepper Pots. And so you're going, this guy had, he had success. He had, it was moving, it was grooving, he was going. And then after 1966, there's not a mention that he did anything else musically. I uh, um, have, since we're doing a whole conspiracy theory episode, I'm going to throw this out just for fun. What if the dude was like jealous He's like, man, I'm more talented, McCartney. Like, everyone loves the Beatles. I gotta be his bunny double. You know, and he got pissed. And he's like, you know what? I'm just gonna kill the dude. Well, <laughs> there's an interesting there's an interesting thing is that not to that kind of extent, but there are people who say that that's one of the reasons that the Beatles ended up falling apart and Paul kind of ended up leaving. And there was like this wedge between them is because the other guys were put off or jealous that this dude had come in and was so much more talented, had taken them to this other direction, had opened their minds to other ways of making music. Then there's a lot of clips out there. And again, there's a compilation of clips I will put out, will tweet it out, of George and John 
kind of talking about now again, could it be because they were mad at Paul and everybody they they were like, fuck Paul, he left, maybe. But there's clips of them saying stuff about, you know, John saying, well, you know, the old full Beatles and and then George saying something like, well, the three real ones anyway. And then Paul or John looking at the camera and going, oh, that's right, right? Wink, 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 wink. Um, there's a shot uh, in this video of George Harrison and Paul McCartney meeting in like somewhere. And George gets up and he goes, oh, hello, William. And he gives him a big hug. He calls him William. Um, there's a, you know, there's a thing that like Paul McCartney wrote a song with the Bee Gees, but he like wrote it under the name William, uh, William Shepard. Like there's just a lot of interesting things. There's an interview with Paul McCartney on Letterman where Letterman says, you know, that was a weird story, right? Where you like, didn't you die? And like, you're a double. And he's like, yeah, that's me. I'm the double. I'm him. (laughs) And so it's either him going, yeah, it's what a stupid story or just going, yeah. There's also an interview, and this one is the interesting one, where he's, he, what does he say about, um, I'm not really him. Uh, he said something about, when I, when I think of Paul, I don't really think of it being myself. I don't really see myself as him. It's like a little kid playing. Yeah. Dre- not dress up, but like acting, or it's like a little kid acting yeah. or something like, it's like that. It's like, he goes, I can't imagine being him. And so he's either alluding to the fact of, you know, what it feels like in seeing an alter ego who he sees himself as on stage when he's playing with the Beatles, or he's talking about the fact that he is not really Paul McCartney and he is Billy Shepard. And he sees Paul McCartney as a character that he plays and that he has been playing. And, you know, it's kind of sad because if you think about this being true, if it, if it is true, it's sad for a couple of reasons. One, that Paul McCartney is really dead and he's not alive, but two, that also Billy Shepard kind of had to die too, along with Paul McCartney he had to kind of decide, all right, if, if you guys are asked either, you know, they asked him to do this or whatever it was, he had to say, fine, I have to decide that I'm no longer going to be Billy Shepard and any music that I make or things like that. I kind of have to take all um, glory and things like that from a under a um, under a cloak, right. you know, or do you or, or do you look at it and say, by that same token, without being Paul McCartney. I never get a chance to make all this music. It's hard to yeah, know it's, just it's because, weird... you know, of of how things were going. We don't know if the Beatles would have ever gotten bigger than Billy Pepper and the Pepper Pots because they were doing really well to begin with. Yeah. So it's hard to say. We, we really don't know how things would have went. But gosh, it's interesting to think that that's how they did go. That right. Paul McCartney might possibly have been dead since 1966. It is interesting. Uh, 40 years, correct? Yeah. 40 years. So maybe, In November, maybe this will anyhow. be the year. You know, maybe, maybe on... on on Paul McCartney's deathbed, he'll tell everyone, "Hey, I'm 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 Billy Shepard." Yeah, I'd, I'd never heard this one his, before. His father, the pictures, he's, yeah, he's got the different pictures. features. There's, yeah. there's, when you look at the side by side pictures and you go, "Okay, this isn't twenty like you said, right. it's not ten years." Like, right. and think about that. Put a picture of you or me, like from I mean, ten years. You, yeah. you wouldn't go as necessarily a. Like there's a, like 10 years, there's a difference, there's but not times, so like much. angles that change your nose or something like that. We can go, Oh, my nose doesn't even look like it looks in the same picture, sure. you know, or in an, as it does in another and things like that. But I mean, we're talking a three year difference, uh, t- two inches in height, which I don't think anybody has a sudden growth spurt in their If I could t- grow mid-20s. two inches, I would. I mean, yeah. some people do. Who knows? But, but there's enough. The earlobes is different. Yeah. There's, go out. Look. This, also, we didn't invent this. And we didn't, we didn't say this, but check out the check out the album cover too, Sergeant Pepper. 
Yeah, there's a lot of weird stuff on there. They're at a funeral. uh, It it appears to be anyhow. And Mm -hmm. there are the four members of the band kind of standing over to the left-hand side of the album cover. And they're all in their kind of traditional Black Beetle outfits. And you see Paul McCartney in his normal height that he is. And then over towards the middle of the album cover, there are the four, um, I'm using quote fingers right now, new band members. And they're kind of in colorful attire and the new paul mccartney is significantly taller yeah and there are some pretty interesting there's a whole they also point out like if you the way that 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 paul's signature is that if you hold it up to a mirror it says bill like it kind of reflects really but yeah. then also that would be hardcore to learn that but then also paul and bill kind of reflect because if you look at here's a p and then if you reflect it it becomes an upside down p which is a b and then you kind of just take out those things. It kind of is just letters. Mm-hmm. Bill, Paul, Paul, Bill. So uh, that's the thing with all of this is that you can't ever just go, holy crap, they said that it's got to be true. Yeah. You have to go, okay, well, he clearly doesn't look the same, but maybe he is. Maybe things happen. Maybe we maybe we went to the moon. Maybe we didn't. Maybe when we got there, there were aliens. Maybe there were Nazi installments up there. Maybe that's really where uh, Paul McCartney went. Maybe Paul McCartney is on the moon. <laughs> it's hard to say. <laughs> Next time you look up at the moon, just imagine that Paul McCartney is up there with aliens, Nazis, unexploded nuclear bombs, just staring back at all of us, wondering what the hell we're all thinking, what we're all doing. Uh... And thinking it's really funny that uh, that we think he's still around here. So funny to even think about. So dumb. You guys, uh, we have we have fallen down quite a few rabbit holes. Thank you for falling with us today. Um, anything you guys want to add in closing, Eric? Uh, no, I'm gonna go home and and read about some of this stuff. Because, like I said, there was a few things I had never even heard about before. I'm going to find myself in a few holes is basically what I'm saying tonight, Marcus. It'll be the first time. <laughs> I'll leave. I'll, that, I'll end on that note. <laughs> Danny, you got anything to add? I'm sad to leave. I want to talk more about this stuff, so I know that we will be back to this subject. Yeah, I'm sure There's we so will. There's so much. I'm I mean, sure we oh. will. Uh, but guys, the one thing that we can leave you with is don't even take our word for it. Go out there and look into this. Make up your own mind. See uh, all there is, both sides. And figure it out for yourself which side of the conspiracy you believe in. So, until next time, thank you so much for listening to Area 52. We'll either be back or we won't. Toward the end of the 60s, is that when the, uh, the the rumors about you being dead surfaced? Do you remember that? Do you remember yeah. remember how, how that started? What, what were your feelings about that? Yeah, what happened? Yeah, my feelings. Um, yeah, no, what happened was we did a cover for a record called Abbey Road, and we... <laughs> even the cover gets applause. Um, so, yeah, it, and the idea was to walk across the crossing. And I showed up that day with sandals, flip-flops. And so, uh, it was so hot, and I kicked them off and walked across barefooted. So this started some rumor 
that because he was barefooted, he's dead. <laughs> I couldn't see the connection myself. No, I don't it seems like a long, death. slow, difficult death. <laughs> Being barefooted will kill you. Scorched feet. Uh, uh, and and, and, and what do you, how do you manage something like that? Because it was a, a global rumor. And, and yeah. I mean, you know, I just, I just laughed at it and knew it was just because of the fame and the craziness. It was an American DJ, so you guys are to blame. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> not you personally, but... Now, the thing is, you know, I, I just laughed it off, but it was a little bit strange because people did start looking at me like... Right. Is it is it him yeah. or a very good double? Well, that was the idea. That was the other part of it, that there was a guy who looked like you taking your place. No, oh, well, this is him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or is it?